Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Comard here from Comard's Class and Comard's NFTs, bringing you another episode of the Comard's Class. Today, we are going to talk about keys to content. That includes your processes, your product, your people, and even being consistent. So what does it mean to do all of those things? Now, before we get into it, I do want to take a moment here to talk about our sponsors and give them a little bit of love because they've certainly earned it. So first up, we are going to talk about Smush Friends. Many friends, one heart. You can find them at smushfriends.com. An amazing project, you guys. It is built for the metaverse. There is a ton of utility coming with this project, so I would definitely check it out if I were you guys. And not financial advice, but worth a look nonetheless. Next up, we have Astro Zero in the house as a sponsor. Thank you so much, you guys. So Astro Zero is a community driven and designed to empower all NFT artists. And you can find them at astroelon.net. So let's dive into it here, guys. We're going to talk about the keys to content. You need to understand that there's not just one specific place or one specific area that comes into being a key factor when you're developing content. So the purpose of this lesson is to share my experiences and what is working for us to aid in growth with regards to creating and posting quality content on social media platforms. Guys, when I say social media platforms, I'm not talking about just Twitter, I'm not talking about just Instagram or TikTok or any one individual platform. I'm literally talking about all of them. You know, there are approximately 350 plus social media platforms. That's not even including the dating sites that are quote unquote social media. All right. There's a lot of platforms out there. And you guys have the opportunity to be a part of those platforms. So be consistent. Be on those platforms. Let's talk about them. There are a number of link indexing sites as well. We are actually involved with 20 of them, give or take a couple. And now you're asking yourself, well, how do I have time to manage all 350 social media platforms or all 50-ish uh, link indexes? Simple answer, <laughs> you don't. So what I would tell you is, is pick out the platforms that appeal to you the most, right? Then on those platforms, determine which ones you're going to attempt to use every single day or with regularity. That also gives you the information you need to know which platforms you're not planning to use consistently. Now, that being said, as an example, we created a profile on MySpace. Yeah, you heard it here first. We created a profile on MySpace. Now, I want to be clear about this. While we have a profile over there, it is not one that we are planning to use regularly and or daily. Now, there are a number of platforms that we are on that we don't use regularly or daily. Now, that being said, though, what I'd like to point out here is what it enabled us to do is to create a profile. Off that profile, we're going to be able to create a link through Google that's going to link back to us. Okay, that's the power of all these different platforms is you can get backlinks that just show you being everywhere and being consistent, which we're going to get more into the details of what it means to be consistent here in just a moment. But the point is, is that it creates that backlink. Now, if you know that that's a platform that you're not going to use, it doesn't mean 
don't create a profile over there. What it means is go ahead and create that profile and create a single post. Make sure that post is filled with information about who you are, what you do, why you do it, and where, most importantly, where people are going to be able to interact and engage with you regularly. Why do you want to do that? Because then you're directing traffic like a funnel where you are at, where you want them to be. So keep that in mind as we move forward here with consistency. So when it comes to being consistent, guys, there's a number of things that it really entails. It's not just about the kinds of tweets or the kinds of posts that you're making on social media. It's also about when you're posting. It's also about your brand and building your brand out and making sure that your brand is identical across the board. People want to know that, that you're consistent. And they want to be able to build a trust with you. If these people do not know you and have not been able to establish trust with you by maintaining your brand awareness and, and branding tactics across the board, it's hard to develop trust. The other side of it is, is it's been statistically proven that people have to see you seven plus times in order to actually A, engage with you, or B, do business with you. So it just makes sense to be on all of these platforms. Now, the other side of it is too, is that even though you're not using these platforms regularly or consistently, you're able to guide them over with a set of content that you've posted to platforms that you are. Now, the bonus here is, is that those people may not like Twitter as an example, but they love Facebook. Okay, great. So even if you don't like Facebook, you can still kind of guide them over to Twitter. So be on the platforms where your customers are, where your people are. And if you limit yourself to just one or two platforms, ultimately you're limiting your customer, your audience, your community, your family, and any potential future sales. So one of the points that I did want to make here with being consistent when creating content, remain consistent in the types of content that you are creating. In other words, if you are consistently creating video content, Keep consistently building video content. That does not mean to not explore other opportunities, whether it's picture or image content, or even if it's just a simple text comment or a simple text message of some sort that you're wanting to put out to your people. Utilize these social platforms for customer service. If somebody has a problem with a product that you've released or something along those lines, or even your company, Guys, it is a beautiful opportunity to publicly address those issues and show people transparently what it is you're willing to do for your communities. Post content regularly and consistently. And what I mean by that, you guys, is that as an example, we're going to use Twitter here as the primary example for the social platforms and being consistent and your content and things like that. So what I mean by that is, is let's say that you make a post on Twitter, all right? But if you know that your audience is generally not on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time, then you probably shouldn't really post a whole lot of meat and potatoes at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You should probably take a look at your Twitter analytics and your Twitter algorithms and stuff and see when your audience is on and post the meat and potatoes when the majority of your audience is in the space of Twitter. Not necessarily in a Twitter space, but in the space of Twitter. All right? 
Why? Because that's going to give you more engagement. That's going to give you more interaction. That's going to give you more consistency for those individuals that pay particular attention to what it is you are doing. Be aware of the content that you're posting. And what I mean by this is that your audience is going to dictate what kind of content that they want to see, what kind of content that they're going to engage with. So pay attention to that content and be aware of it. And look at the stats for that. You know, Twitter has an amazing, amazing uh, platform to be able to look at the analytics of your software. They have the ability to look at the audience and when they're on. Utilize those tools. Now, I'd also like to point out that there are a number of other tools that you guys can utilize as well. Um, and I'm not going to give you guys specific names or anything like that. But what I would say is utilize those other tools as well. There's a ton of free ones out there that give you all kinds of data on the posts and on the engagement and on the different things that you're doing within the Twitter sphere or other social platforms, as an example, they have them as well. So now one of the things that I get away with and guys, I get away with it, but I don't think that a lot of people will. And the reason I get away with it primarily is because of the fact that um, I've been in the space for quite a bit of time. And people have come to know who it is that Comart's NFTs is. And so they don't really necessarily need me to do a rotational posting schedule kind of thing. And because I host a lot of spaces, I co-host a lot of spaces in Twitter specifically. Um, you'll find that I retweet a lot of people and on average guys it's somewhere between 50 and 75 retweets a day is what I do and that does not even include the five plus original posts that I do each day be consistent show that you're active on the platform show the hours that you're active on the platform if you have a specific set of office hours show people that you know and what I mean by office hours is hours that you are readily available within Twitter within Facebook within Instagram within whatever platform it is that you're using. So one of the things that I created was a one in five rotation. And what I mean by that is that I, I, I used to try diligently to do this, but because I host so many spaces in Twitter, it's really, really hard to do. And the reason that this is important though, is because you don't want to appear to be a spammer or bot or even a fake account. And you want to keep the attention for as long as possible to create additional engagement. Now, here's the other side of this, you guys. You literally have three to five seconds to capture somebody's attention. And if that three to five seconds of your tweet does not capture somebody's attention, you've already lost the battle. So focus on trying to create content that is going to, to literally capture somebody's attention and be an attention grabber. Now, here's how I try to schedule my posts. And again, I try. <laughs> it doesn't usually work out in my favor anymore. but Again, we already know why. So each morning, I do a good morning post or a hello post. And that post is generally a tweet that contains some sort of quote that is, I've either found inspiring or motivational in some way, shape, or form. And it's just to help people feel good and get them morning motivation going for them and get them amped for the day and just be like, we got this. You know, those kinds of things. So keep that in mind as, as you're looking at possibly posting a good morning post every day. 
And guys, this stuff can apply to any social network that you're utilizing regularly. A self-promotion post. Guys, the self-promotion post can be about anything from announcements on new products, new services, new whatever. Um, or to anything that just matters to you, be it your own project, an upcoming event, or other suitable content that is quote-unquote a self-promotion. Now, your third post or my third post typically used to be helping another creator with a retweet, a share, a comment, a quoted retweet, something along those lines to try and help you guys out because I want to share as much love as possible because I want you guys to understand that that's the way this space is, is really being built by us. And when I say us, I'm talking about the 2% of us that are in the NFT space. And 2%, I'm talking about the 8 billion, almost 8 billion people that are on the planet. Only 2% are in the NFT space. And we're designing it in such a way and setting the standards in an amazing way that it's really about building relationships and helping each other by building each other up. Understand that building each other up does not mean you're giving out handouts. It means that you're giving a hand up. So don't be afraid to do the retweets. And again, retweets are not Bitcoins, guys. Um, comments are not Bitcoins. They're just not. So holding on to those retweets like they're Bitcoins is just going to simply cost you more money. So next, I want to talk about the next post, which is typically the fourth in our rotation. It's generally a direct post about our collection, our art, a piece of our art, a service, something along those lines. It could even be your stats. I don't mind posting our stats and, and what we're accomplishing within Twitter, even on the months that they look horrible. You know, you can maybe even add an addition or a roadmap. Share your roadmap. People want to know what your goals are, what your plans are, and how you're going to achieve them. And a roadmap is a great way to show that. A feeling post. Guys, what I mean by a feeling post is post something that is personal to you, something that matters to you. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go out of your way to try and self-dox or anything like that. But just share a little bit about you and the things that matter to you personally. You know, and as an example, sometimes I'll post a tweet out that talks about as a former tweet or as a former COO of a major computer manufacturing company, I have experiences that from the corporate world that I just do not care for. And that's one of the things that, you know, I actually ended up leaving, you know, and it was, for me, it was an experience of um, stepping on whoever's toes I needed to, to get done what I needed to get done. And I really just wasn't okay with that as a total mindset. And so for me, it wasn't a long-lived career within that. But at the same time, what I would tell you is, is that since I found Web3 and the NFT space specifically, I have noticed that it is a completely different animal and it, the whole thought process is different. And it was really easy for me to transition into it because I'm about people. I'm about making the world a better place. So it just made sense. You know, I don't have a problem sharing that little bit of stuff with you guys. Now, scheduling, this is probably one of the most overlooked aspects as a content creator. Now, I know that earlier, you guys, I talked about looking and finding out when your audience is online. Twitter provides an amazing tool for that. All right. And it's called studio.twitter.com audience insights. This is going to help you get a basic idea of when 
the biggest majority of your following is online. Doesn't necessarily mean that that's when the biggest majority is engaging with you. It just means that's when they're online and that's your opportunity to engage them with them and get them to engage back. Now, content creation and testing. Pay really, really close attention to the content that you guys are creating, okay? And, and test it. If you find that a piece of content is not working and you're not getting hardly any engagement on it, it's time to change it. Change it in whatever format. Do one change at a time. Do not go through and do like 30 different changes to a piece of content, all right? And <laughs> because here's the problem. If you do those 30 changes and then you put that content back out, all right, what's going to happen ultimately is it might all of a sudden just go to the moon with engagement. You might get 400 retweets and 1,000 comments or something along those lines. But the problem is, is you have no idea why all of a sudden that content took off. None. You can't have that. So what you need to do is focus on one change at a time and test it over the course of a week and see what happens. You know, if, if you see an increase, great, then you're on point. If you see a decrease, well, then you know there's something else that needs to be modified. You know, so take a look at that. One of the other ways that you can test and, and find out what content's working versus what content isn't is looking at analytics.twitter.com. Guys, that is the Twitter Analytics official analytics website to give you the information that you're looking for to find out what content is working and what content is not working. If you find that content's not being received well, as I said earlier, change the types of content that you're posting. Don't keep posting what's not yielding engagement, you guys. It doesn't do you any good, all right? Always strive to create not only new content, but new types of content, and again, test it. You can also utilize public social opportunities to engage with your audience, to learn what it is that they like or what it is they don't like. Have a public-facing conversation about this stuff, guys. There's more than one way to have these public-facing conversations as well. And one of those ways is to get in a space. Another way that you could have these public-facing conversations would be to create a poll. Twitter is awesome because it has this built-in poll system. You can ask questions directly. Those of you that have been following us for any length of time know that we utilize polls quite a bit. Probably not as much as we should, but we do utilize them quite a bit. Um, so again, take advantage of those opportunities. Track your stuff. Again, I mentioned it earlier. There are a number of platforms out there that allow you to track things. You know, one of them right now that seems to be a pretty big hit is Circles. And it's a great thing because it lets you see who's engaging with you, who's tagging you, who's tweeting to you the most. So the problem is, is that oftentimes I'm finding that creators are utilizing it in a way to create False engagement. Now, what do I mean by that? So with Twitter circles, as an example, what happens is, is you're allowed to show three, four, however many circles, I think it goes up to 10, of, of people that you actively tag and engage with and vice versa. And so what happens is you end up with a threaded tweet that has a list of all these at tags for all of these different people that you're engaging with. So people will post those 
because a majority of people will go back through and at least like the tag or the part of the thread that they are in. Sometimes they'll retweet it. Sometimes they'll comment on it and retweet it, you know, but it's only because you tagged them. So you don't necessarily want to do that on a, any kind of a regular basis as far as like daily, weekly, or even bi-weekly. Uh, Comart's NFTs only does it once a month. It's on the first day of each month, and that's how we do it. And we, we post that content once a month. You know, just make sure that you're not creating false engagement because that's not going to do you any good either. It'll attract bots. It'll attract fake follows. It'll attract all kinds of weird stuff that you just don't want. Um, you know, I shared a couple of the best tools for Twitter already within this, this podcast, but understand that there are, again, several, several tools out there. Twitter audits, another fabulous tool that if you're not paying for it, I recommend you do, um, because it allows you to block those quote unquote fake accounts. You know, don't take any of them at face value by themselves either though. I want to point that out. You know, what I mean by that is, is use a number of these different statistics tools that are available and go with a general consensus when it determines, you know, that this is your number of fake followers. This is the amount of engagement you have. This is the number of retweets, whatever, and so on and so on. So make sure that you're utilizing those tools. So you guys, what I would like to say is that, you know, it's been a pleasure with you here in the podcast today. And we absolutely are thrilled to have your support. And, and you know, you guys are sharing it. The, the audience is growing. This is episode number nine for those of you that don't know. And we are super happy to be here. We have consistently sold out our sponsorship spots. If you're interested in one of those, feel free to hit us up. Um, we do have spots that are still available throughout the end of the year. Uh, we have not started selling spots for 2023 as of yet. Um, however, we do have a few spots available yet for the rest of the year or throughout the year. And with that, you guys, we love you. We thank you so much for being a part of Comart's class. And uh, let me leave you with this. I love you. And remember to ask yourselves what it is that you did to make the world a better place today.